Batshit Crazy. I'm here with my co-host Spencer Pierce. Hello. Here we are. Back. Back again. Um, unfortunately, uh, you might have seen on our socials, but unfortunately Spencer and I are both busy college students and we're unable to record an episode last week, but a lot has happened within Bachelor Nation and a lot has happened um, in this you know, current season of The Bachelor and we need to get into all of it um, and just start discussing. So um, Spencer, is there anything you want to say before we get going? No, I just think it's kind of funny and ironic that the one week that we missed was hands down the most eventful week of Bachelor news in, I don't know, years. Yeah, definitely. Maybe, maybe ever. Maybe ever. Um, and it was definitely just a kind of great segue um, into... First and foremost, um, we want to just talk about and address the Chris Harrison interview and systemic racism that has really been coming to light over the past few years, but especially in the past, um, you know, few weeks, month or so in Bachelor Nation. Um, and secondly, we just want to publicly say that as a podcast and as, you know, people, we do not stand at all for systemic racism. We don't stand for racism at all or any type of discrimination and in all honesty this is ha this has been an extremely disappointing few weeks um you know we always have known that this franchise has had an issue with um you know diversity and representation and um and quite frankly racism and it's been really difficult um obviously Spencer and I are both white and we don't know what that experience is like for people of color um, but we just want to publicly say that we stand with all BIPOC members of all casts and seasons, and we hear you and we stand with you, and we're sorry for the terrible, terrible, you know, recent events, um, recent events and historic events within Bachelor Nation. Um, and so just to kind of get into it, you might already know about the Chris Harrison interview from Extra TV, um, where he was interviewed by Rachel Lindsay, previous Bachelorette. She was the first Black Bachelorette of um, the franchise. She was the first Black lead of the franchise, um, extremely overdue. Um, we've always had um, white or white passing leads um, and predominantly white contestants. Um, and so having Rachel as the first Black Bachelorette and Black Lead has been, you know, historic for the franchise, but Rachel has had to carry a lot of the weight and do a lot of the work um, for educating people about racism, diversity, representation, and how important it is in the franchise. And she's had to do a lot of the work that the franchise itself should have taken upon itself to make it a priority and make a public stance against these discriminatory practices. Um, but just kind of to get into it, um, you know, we know that this past season, um, this, this current season, Rachel Kirkconnell, I believe is how you pronounce her name. It's Kirkconnell, um, is, but besides the point. I think it might be Kirkconnell. I've actually heard that more in the public. And guess what? We still don't care. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, 
irrelevant at this point, but Rachel um, is from Georgia and in the beginning of this season, she was a front runner. She still is, which we'll get into a little bit later, but many, many, many photos have resurfaced of Rachel um, doing some very discriminatory um, cultural appropriation, um, you know, things in both the public and her college life. Um, and these photos have resurfaced um, in recent weeks. And many rumors have been going around and many truths as well um, about Rachel and um, some of her behavior. And one of the most prominent um, photos that resurfaced was actually a photo of her in college attending a frat party um, that was had the theme of antebellum old south and um it was extremely inappropriate um and racist um and that made huge waves in the media and especially in bachelor nation and rachel remained silent for a fair amount of time she now has come out with a, a, a public statement on her instagram a lot has happened um, in the past few weeks um but she was silent for a while, which then, you know, getting into the Chris interview, um, Rachel Lindsay was interviewing Chris Harrison on Extra TV. And Chris was essentially um, defending Rachel Kirkconnell's, Kirkconnell's actions, um, her behavior, and defending the racist, you know, behavior and essentially critiquing, um, you know, the lens in which we see things nowadays and how, oh, you know, in 2018, this wouldn't have been an issue and maybe it would have been different and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, Chris, it was racist in 2018 and it's racist today, like period, end of story. And essentially, Chris spent that entire interview rebuttaling Rachel Lindsay, who is a black woman who has faced extreme racism during her season, after her season, as a contestant, as a figure in Bachelor Nation, who has faced so much discriminatory um, behavior um, and has lived the, the, the experience of racism and oppression in this country as a black woman. And Chris was essentially just gaslighting her completely completely saying, who the hell are you to say that, you know, this would have been different and blah, blah, blah. Like it was, watching that interview was absolutely astounding. Like it was, I was shocked and shocked A, because of the disgusting things that were coming out of his mouth, but B, from a media standpoint, why, Chris Harrison is one of the most media trained people in the entire country. Like he has been on this show forever. He has been keeping secrets about the winners forever. You would think that he would know, A, not to say this because it's racist, but B, not to say it because it's going to ruin, like it was so, just the entire interview was so overwhelming and so, you know, and I, I'm, you know, I'm one to say that it was overwhelming as a white cisgendered woman. Like I can't even imagine how painful and disgusting Rachel must have felt having that treatment from Chris Harrison, who some who supposedly is her friend and someone that she's close with. And so it was just extremely inappropriate, extremely racist. Um, he was defending Rachel's, Rachel Kirkconnell's actions 
and it was extremely disappointing. Um, I don't know if you watched the interview, Spencer, but if you have anything to say, like in regards to like your reaction to it, I'd love to, I'd love to hear it. Um, no, I think you said everything perfectly. Um, I I didn't watch the entire thing, but I I watched a good portion of it. Um, I just don't get it because it's like the the part where he was like, well, it was in 2018, blah blah blah, like. First of all, something that's racist has always been racist. It's not like something can just come about and like be like suddenly racist. Um, like maybe we have more awareness about these things now, but dressing up as as someone you're not from a different culture, like that's that's always been racist. Just no one's ever really had like you know, no one's really ever had the courage to like stand stand up against it and now we're in 2021 and like or if they have they've been completely right, oppressed right, I mean people right. have, like you know what I mean right so for him to be like well it was 2018 which first of all is only three years ago like that's yeah. not that's not long ago in in any standard um yeah I I, I don't know I, I I don't uh I think he did a really good job of explaining everything and and obviously we're on the same page here um yeah um, yeah, and I, I appreciate that. And, you know, just kind of to continue a little bit on it, you know, Chris, so Chris had the interview with Rachel Lindsay, and it caused an eruption of response and activism within Bachelor Nation and just in the media as well. Um, it took him, I think, a day or two to come out with a statement basically apologizing um, and that he was perpetuating, um, you know, racist behavior. He was he was acting in racist ways and saying racist things, blatantly racist things, um, and defending this white woman from the South about how she didn't know and blah, blah, blah. And, and he, you know, he used terms such as the woke police, basically critiquing people who have like liberal views. And it's not, it, what is so crazy to me is like so many people think that our generation and you know, liberals of our gen generation are so extreme and it's like, oh my God, I'm just asking you to not be racist. Um, and I'm just asking you to respect people and respect their cultures. Oh, sorry, that's so outlandish of me. Like people think that we're so extreme. And, um, and it's, and that was exactly what Chris was doing. He was saying, you know, the woke police will get you. Like basically just making a joke and making it satirical about being woke and like, it was, it was just, it was crazy. So, um, you know, just to continue on, um, he made a statement. And then as a result of that, many cast members of past seasons, um, of the current seasons, both um, Tasha and um, Tasha and Matt seasons, the cast of the cast of those shows um, came out with a statement about standing with Rachel Lindsay and standing with the BIPOC members of their cast. Um, and that they don't stand, you know, they're disappointed with Chris Harrison's behavior and that they don't stand for racism, period. And in addition, you know, this community that they're in with Bachelor Nation. Um, and with this eruption of reaction and activism, as there totally should have been, um, there was actually a petition, um, and many petitions circling around the um, the cause for like for Chris Harrison to step down as a host um, of Bachelor Nation, which was definitely um, not shocking, 
to see, but it was, it's definitely a big, you know, a big change because Chris, this is his career, you know, not, I mean, I personally think that Chris has been around, you know, long enough. I think that he's had a history of these issues. This was just another example of that in an extreme way. And I do think that um, in a lot of ways, it is time for Chris to step down. And, um, you know, with that being said, Chris then released another statement. Um, essentially, continuing the conversation of apologizing, being more specific in his words, he did address the woke police comment, he did address those things. And with that, he said that he would be stepping aside for a period of time from Bachelor Nation. Um, we don't know what that's gonna look like. I believe that he will not be at the After the Final Rose special. He will not be hosting that. Who knows if he will be hosting the next season of The Bachelorette, of Bachelor in Paradise, we're not sure. Um, but it is definitely important that Chris is backing up his words with action because that's what we wanna see as an audience. And that's what is so important about activism and, you know, activism. Um, and, you know, kind of just going into the, the whole conversation of like cancel culture, like Mike Johnson, I was watching an interview with him and it was so interesting to hear his perspective on cancel culture and how he is so opposed to it because he feels like if you just cancel somebody, you basically are just Xing them out and then letting them continue with this behavior just somewhere else out of the public eye, which I thought was really insightful. But if you don't, engage in cancel culture and it's more accountability culture and you expect action from those promises and from those you know apologies on instagram those statements that people are making um it was really interesting to hear that perspective and i totally agree with it and in this you know again we'll believe it when we see it but chris has as a part of his you know apology and taking action you know, to better himself, to educate himself. Um, he has, you know, publicly announced that he will be stepping aside from the from the Bachelor franchise for a period of time. And we're not sure what that's gonna look like. Um, so I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Spencer? Like do you think do you think this is the right thing? Do you think, you know, I'd love to hear what you think. I don't really think there's another way to go about it. Um because basically he either gets fired or he steps away and attempts to keep his job I don't really see how uh how ABC is gonna I don't know I think it's gonna definitely be a pretty long talk because he I mean at the end of the day there are people that tune in to watch The Bachelor because of him and he's done it forever it would be like um I don't know I nothing's coming to mind right now of like a show He's that's been on but the biggest host right it's know? like yeah. um uh the guy that does survivor i can't remember what his name is jeff probst i think uh mm -hmm. it's just like there the like i said there are people that watch the bachelor for chris harrison and like people that right. people that really like him and he means a lot to not only the franchise but abc like abc makes a lot of money from from the bachelor series it's like one of the main yeah. shows in, in the entire country so i think they're definitely gonna have to have a long talk um it's just kind of like, I don't know, I don't want to say it's funny, but it was just like a weird foreshadowing that like, 
yeah, we did get a few weeks of Chris being gone in The Bachelorette when JoJo came in and filled in. So we know who who can come in. Uh, right. and plus, plus, there are plenty more people. Well, there's also been talk of him retiring just period, you know? Like, he's, yeah, you know, he's getting older. That, he has kids in college. Like Yeah, but that's like, that kind of just seems like an easy way out because I think if you asked before all this happened, he would have said there's no way. Like, there's no way I'm, I'm right. stopping this. Um, and honestly, for him, if that does happen, then it seems a little bit cowardly to me. Like, because like I said, if this didn't happen, then I don't really think he would have wanted to retire and, and step away from the show. Um, but now that he's in, you know, deep shit, he, he can't quit now. Like stepping away implies that he'll be back. You know what I mean? But unfortunately it's not really his call anymore. It's ABC's yeah. call and that's going to that's going to make or break it's gonna how, reflect a lot of their values as well. Right. Because, and that's going to drive yeah. the rest of the the franchise viewership because if they allow him back I, I think I think there's a certain timetable. Um I I think that if he doesn't host the bachelorette cuz that's what's next, right? Should be next, at least. I believe so, yeah. Um, so I think that if he doesn't host that, I, I don't know if it's early enough for him to come back for Paradise slash The Bachelor the next year. I think I, – I don't know. I, don't, I, I honestly don't know because, like you touched on before, we're not really in the position of saying what's, what's right and, and what actions are, you know, acceptable as apologies. Um, so it's not really like our business to be talking right, about it, not. but I, I just think that there's a certain, there will be a certain, a certain time that it can be right for him to come back. Right. I do think that, I do think that, you know, canceling Chris kind of going back to like Mike Johnson's idea, you know, we need to hold him accountable for his actions and if there is some type of transformative change that would be great um but again keeping him as a role model on this show and as a host of the show um and just i you know i i wanted to also touch on the fact that regardless of change right and chart change is so important and accountability is so important but this happened and at the end of the day that behavior and having that person who like who was behaving in such a way and saying such racist things outwardly racist things it does not create a safe environment for contestants of color period it just it does not um and and obviously i can't speak to that um what would make you know a contestant of color feel comfortable um i can't speak to that experience at all but i was actually just recently watching um some Instagram video where Ivan from the past season of The Bachelorette was getting interviewed and he actually talked about how, you know, if he were asked to be on Paradise, you know, or another branch of the franchise, he said, I would, or I don't, I don't want to, you know, don't quote me on this, but he said something along the lines of, I wouldn't want to be on the show or I wouldn't accept the offer if Chris was host. Because again, it just, it, 
it does not create a safe environment whatsoever. And so, you know, you know, I think it's, it's frustrating because so much of this show, um, they have glazed over these issues so many times. I mean, even, you know, aside from race, literally last season after Peter's season of The Bachelorette, they had a whole segment on bullying. And then what do they do? This season had such a theme of bullying and the, sh- and the show did not do anything about it. They, not only did they tolerate it, they encouraged it. They used it for promotion. It was, they, they, they glorified it. And that is extremely disheartening. And, you know, we touched on it in another episode, but extremely disheartening. And it just goes to show, you know, ABC, you know, Warner Brothers, you know, Mike Fleiss, the the executives of this show, where their values lie. And, you know, I understand being a television show, you want to please your audience. And a lot of the Bachelor audience is like middle America, white people. So you know, as a show, you need to decide to make that decision, you know, um, or as a, you know, as a company or a franchise, you need to decide on whether or not you're going to make a public statement. Because Chris even said in his interview with Rachel Lindsay, he said, why would we need to make a, a public statement? You know, blah, blah, blah. The, franchi- the franchise never takes a stand. Never. And it's time that they say something about this, they take accountability for their actions, and they make, I, as a viewer, need a public statement from them. As, not, not, not for nothing, but as a white viewer, like, I'm not even a viewer of color, like, I can't even imagine what that experience is like. But there needs to be some type of accountability and statement made and actions take, uh, taken. Um, you know, that will, that will really dictate the values of this franchise because they will, they will, you know, talk about how they care about diversity. Oh, Matt James is the first black bachelor. They'll ride on that train all night. But the second that, that they get called out for racist behavior, they, they're silent. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's really disheartening. And um, I'm really hoping that, you know, People thought that it was going to be addressed, you know, that next episode, and it was not. Um, people are hoping that it's going to be addressed after the final rose. Chris is not hosting after the final rose. <coughs> Excuse me. So people are hoping that some statement is made. I'm hoping some statement is made and actions are taken to create a more, a more safe environment and welcoming environment. Um, and quite frankly, not racist environment um, on the Bachelor shows and within the franchise as well. Um, but it was a huge, huge, you know, that's why we really wanted to talk about it on the podcast because, you know, in addition to, you know, I mentioned before, like as people, as a podcast, we don't stand with racism or discriminatory practices at all whatsoever. Um, but even just beyond this, you know, being, a, you know, we have a whole show about The Bachelor. Um, it's something that we both enjoy watching, but at the end of the day, this is extremely important. And I certainly am viewing the show very differently now. And um, I'm curious to see about what this will mean for the future of the franchise. You know, will people of color even be comfortable applying or being on the show? Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, I think it's really going to change the trajectory of the show forever. Hopefully it does, you know, hopefully good changes made. Um, 
but you know we just wanted to kind of touch on it talk about it i know i've talked about it for a while but i'm very passionate about this and um you know we're hoping that change is made but we're definitely skeptical and you know keeping keeping the franchise accountable um for for their future actions for their past actions and hoping for hoping for change for sure yes i think you said it perfectly you said it best and if we uh i think we should switch gears a little bit um talk about some more things that we missed but we're just going to quickly glaze over last week's episode um it really was not uh i don't know i'm having trouble with this season like you said you see the the, the show differently because of you know, things that have happened. And I think I'm seeing the show differently because I think this is the worst season that I've watched personally. Um, I do. I really do. Yeah. I think there's just something that like, I feel like at this point I've been connected. Worse than Peter's? Mm. Here's what I'll say. Peter's was Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Peter's was the worst. This is the fakest. Fakest? Why would you? I don't. I it's, don't see that at all. I think this has been by far the fakest season that we've ever had. But I digress. But but you can't just say that without claims. Like, how is it fake? Okay. Well, we've talked about some dates that are fakes. The drama is fake. Why are you bringing in Heather? Heather's mic'd up when she comes in. Um, let's see. Serena P. This is a spoiler, whatever. But. Serena P sitting on the couch. Matt walks in. She goes, I didn't expect you to be here. Why were you mic'd up and sitting on the couch doing yeah, nothing? That, that, that always happens. That no, always happens. the drama's fake. Yes, Everything's fake and orchestrated. It, I'm, not having a good, orchestrated. I'm not having a good time with the season. And I feel no connection to any of the, anyone that's left, really. I felt a connection to I felt a connection to Zach. I felt a connection to Ivan, Riley. Like the last like six or seven people on Tasha's season, I was like, oh my god, like oh uh, this is gonna be crazy. Who's gonna? I don't know. I I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not watching at home. Maybe. That's shocking for me to hear. (laughs) We we can get into it another time, but. Why don't we just quickly talk about last week's episode um, and we should talk about everyone that has hit the road. Mm-hmm. I don't even, I don't even really care to, well, we could talk a little bit. Okay. Kit, Kit left on her, own, left on her own accord. She was like, I need to actually be a 21 year old and go to school. Um, so bye. Uh, Jasenia. Jasenia had a nice one-on-one. She was like, I'm starting to fall in love with you. Matt did that little lip curl thing. It was over. Goodbye. Chelsea. I had an up and down relationship with Chelsea. She was my favorite. Um, and then she started getting kind of mean. Uh, and I just simply don't really like her as much anymore. So she's gone. She didn't get a rose. Uh, Serena C. Didn't get a rose, but we do not care. We genuinely do bye. not Literally care. Bye. Like, she is just a bully, like flat out B-U-L-L-Y. Piper, kind of the same. Bully, don't really care. Um, just, I don't know. Our, our, final, our updated final four prediction was just, actually, our, our, our beginning of the season final four prediction. Why did, why? 
What is it? What about it? It's wrong. We were wrong. We didn't get it right. Yeah, I mean, and then just to kind of touch on the final goodbye from, you know, two episodes ago, shook the entire Bachelor Nation. Matt said goodbye to Abigail. It was absolutely heartbreaking. All of us were shocked that she didn't get the one-on-one. The one-on-one, the last two people without one-on-ones were her and Jesenia. And he decided to give the the first one-on-one to Serena and then the second one to Jesenia. So at that point, Abigail did not have any one-on-one time. We were worried that she was going to go. And then in a cocktail party, they said goodbye. You know, Matt said, I don't even want to lead you on. It was He also picked so up the rose sad. again. He also picked up the rose again. Which I don't think was, he did. No, he did. No, he 100% did. I don't think he did because on, they were... On the Jesenia one-on-one? No, uh, talking about Abigail. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Focus. Um, yeah, so Abigail was let go at a cocktail party, and it was super sad. Shook all of Bachelor Nation, and it was, you know, just a very emotional moment. There's definitely rumors uh, swirling around about who the next Bachelorette is. We kind of touched on it a little bit. I have seen the rumor. I know who is, you know, supposedly supposed to be the next Bachelorette. I have not. Um, I'm, I'm holding strong. I, still, I yeah. still don't know. But, you know, Abigail is definitely in the conversation online, for sure. People are really hoping for her, especially now that she's gone home. Um, yes. But, you know, just to, just to kind of, like, talk about old news, those are the ladies we said goodbye to. But now on to our final four for hometowns. Definitely didn't see this final four. I mean, we were pretty much right, you know, except for Serena P. We didn't really see her yeah. having a hometown date, but wow. she did. Um, but just to kind of kick it off, um, starting off strong, hometowns, Michelle. What a great date. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I almost cried. I did cry. I literally <laughs> cried. Like, I, I, my roommate was out in the hallway and I was literally sitting in my room by myself watching this beautiful home date crying. I was like, this is just so emotional. So they, they started off with a cute little bike ride and, um, you know, cause she said like, oh, we used to do bike rides as a family, et cetera, et cetera. And then. Keep that in mind, then, by the way, cause I'm going to, I'm going to refer to that in just a little bit. Okay. Um, and you know, Matt and Michelle were matching accidentally. They both showed up oh, in those similar color outfits. It was so cute. They took a little bike ride. Um, then they went in to meet her students over Zoom, which was literally adorable. Like it was so cute. And th- this is coming from someone who hates kids. I hate children. My mom is a teacher. She loves kids, has patience for them. Not me could not be me. I have tried to work summer camp. I've tried to babysit. It is just not my forte, if I'm being honest. So for um, me to be emotional over this segment of the episode where the kids were talking to Matt and talking to Michelle, it was just so cute, but I digress. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be the pessimist here once again, but just another aspect of being fake. No chance that those kids were asking those types of questions. What is, how is Michelle, how is Miss Young going to inspire you? What? That's, it did not seem fake to me at all. It seemed quite fake to me. I just don't see it. I don't know. 
I liked it. It was cute. I just you don't think their parents like helped them write that question or something. Hmm. Would you really be surprised if they like if they just like assigned a kid a question? No. You wouldn't be surprised. No, I would be surprised. I don't think it was fake. I don't know. You need to little, have more hope. Seems a little fake to me. Um. But yeah, moving on from that, um, it definitely wasn't fake, but whatever. Okay. Agree to disagree. Um, but then we moved on to the night portion. Everybody's favorite, meet the parents. Always oh, the same shit. They just, for, they just have, what? Oh, I was, I was just going to go into it. I don't know. Oh, oh okay. Her, well, her parents were like the quintessential, like nice Minnesota parents. couple. Like that, like you think of Minnesota and, and it's just like, it's just like Michelle's mom and dad. Like they seemed so nice. They were so nice to Matt and like accepting and everything. Um, yeah, and they had their regular skeptics of like, oh, this is so fast, whatever. Right. But like it was, it was in no way overwhelming. Like they were so supportive of the entire experience. And in this segment of the show, actually, if they have her date rather, we got a little insight into like, they said, you know, that she went through like a really bad relationship before. So we didn't yeah. know that as viewers. Yeah. Um, and Michelle was really emotional, which made me emotional. And it was just like a great, in my opinion, a great like parent date, um, you know, segment. Um, they, the mom was really supportive of Michelle and was just like, yeah, we're here for you. Like, you know what I mean? And it was just, it was so awesome. And then. Um, it was a good, for me, it was a good like Michelle refresher because I knew that I liked her, but we hadn't really seen. We, I mean, she had her one-on-one. And then she just kind of like disappeared in the background, which is good because the the foreground was drama and bullying and she just kind of sat right. in the back the entire time. So for her to, I, I don't know, it was just, it, it served as like a nice, like, oh, I actually really like Michelle, like refresher. Um, and then I think you were going to start talking about it, but um, at the end, the the four of them played basketball and uh we've touched on this a few weeks ago but michelle played division one basketball at i believe it was brad bradley university um so that was just a really cute uh scene at the end it was like a nice little bonding you know whatever um and it was just a nice like kind of like a wind down of the date um and then they sat on the bench they they talked it, it, everything everything went well and it made it made me smile kenley it made you smile i'm sure um and, and things and things just looked really really good from there i feel very confident i don't know we'll have to talk about it in a little bit but i i feel very confident that michelle will uh make it to the final two i don't know about winning but i think i think she's going to get to the final two um we're going to get to rachel's date now uh so i i saw a tiktok this morning and it was rachel's date and matt's date side by side to Tasha and colton's date and it was literally the exact same date they got the exact same the exact same blindfolded driving a car blindfold well not driving a car blindfolded being in the passenger seat blindfolded um going skydiving the only difference between them was that Tasha didn't absolutely wipe the fuck out because Rachel did 
and I know this is bad, but in in our notes, I literally wrote karma with like fifty A's. But also, can we just talk about for a second? How old were those instructors? They literally looked. One of them, the one that was helping Rachel, who then wiped out, looked like twelve, fourteen. Yeah, literally looked twelve or fourteen. The sunglasses, the whole. I was like, how are you trusting this person? Literally looked like fourteen years old. Yeah, and you know, well, Matt landed perfectly. I know, but like on a like on a pillow. I know he did a good job, but it's like I was like what the hell like how old is this person like i no way would i have jumped out of a plane if that was my instructor like oh my god it was crazy but no going just back to like what you said about tasha and colton state like so funny because literally it was the exact same thing i'm it's also getting old people literally yeah, we talked about this yeah we really talked about is. this in the show before but there's so many recycled dates and yes there are certain ones that we there are definitely staples in the franchise that we like you know whatever but when it gets to the point when, like, literally it's the exact same thing, it is, like, painful to watch. And they need to be getting a little bit more creative, in my opinion. Right. I mean, it's it's hard now with the the quarantine sites that they're on. Like, it, there's not much to do. But still, I mean, there, there's plenty of uh, innovation and, you know, creativity that they could have, they could have, uh, you know, implemented into the situation. Um there's two things I want to say. The first thing is that I'm thinking of a clip from the season promo where there's a back of an ambulance and the back of the ambulance door gets shut. And I thought it was going to be this. I thought Rachel was just going to the hospital. We didn't see that clip all season. Tell me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that it was from the boxing date. Who went into the, who went into the back of a, they like called the ambulance for the boxing date because Serena P was like got knocked in the nose or something. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to rewatch. I don't know. The second thing, when I said keep in mind Michelle's bike, Michelle's bike date. What a nice, simple, cute thing that resembles your hometown and your your daily life, things you like to do. Now tell me how skydiving has anything to do with living in Georgia and going about your daily life and doing all these nice fun things that you know you've done before like you used to like as a kid we'll talk about Brie in just a little bit but like tell me about skydiving right tell tell me about it so you can make a pun at the very end I'd be like I'm falling for you Loki, though, when they were, like, falling from the sky and being like, I'm falling for you, like, it was kind of cute. Like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it was really cute, except for the guy that was strapped to Rachel's back was, like, <laughs> laughing his ass off. And I was like, that's just so awkward. No, it was so awkward. But, yeah, that is so true about, you know, had nothing to do with her hometown. I mean, it's, yeah, honestly... It wasn't, I didn't feel strongly about this specific hometown date that I did with like the other two or three. So, I mean, for me, like Michelle reigns supreme. Like I I'll, actually, I actually really enjoyed Serena P's, but we'll get to that in a second. Yes, um, I, I think but, those were tied in my, eh. yeah, I think yeah. I like Serena's a little bit more, but you, you keep going. Yeah. But basically, you know, they had their date. 
portion together and it was all dramatic. Oh, Rachel fell. I mean, don't get me wrong. She definitely like got hurt. Like that was really sad. But like, oh, that was like, that was like she definitely was, like, concussion worthy. They were both obsessing over the fact of like, oh my God, we care about each other so much. Like he thought she was dead. Like it was a whole thing. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like it was, it was definitely intense. Um, but you know, live and learn. Um, then they went to family portion. Um, yeah, I just like, wasn't, they, again, every, every season, the parents are like, it's so fast. It's so fast. There are other people here. It's the same concerns every single season. You know, it's, it's just, that's how it went. And that's how it's going to go for the rest of the show. Um, and that was the case with Rachel's parents. They just seemed a little skeptical of the experience and, um, you know, uh, you know, we have in the notes here that they were weird and skeptical, if you want to speak to that at all. Yeah, I just, like, I said they they felt creepy and had bad intentions. And then I wrote, ironic? No. You know, what we talked about before. Yeah. If you've ever seen the movie Get Out, this felt remarkably like that. <laughs> that's literally true. Um, no, that's so funny, but... Yeah, it was just, like, weird, and the dad, of course, was, like, super protective and, like, macho man, and I was just, like, okay, like, I didn't need this content, like, I was annoyed, um, you know, it was. Especially coming off the Michelle date, too, especially coming yeah, off of her supportive the parents date. and stuff. Exactly, exactly, so true, um, but again, in my opinion, very typical, you know, home part. But something that's no, um, you know notable about this date was that Rachel mentioned a few times that she felt like she was different, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of the date, when they went outside, they talked about how, or Matt said to her, you know, there are other women here and I don't feel comfortable asking for your father's blessing um, while other people are here. So, you know, that's where we get to. And he literally was like, I'll give them a call when I, when I, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh my God. Like, it was just like so weird that like, I mean, he's making it like painfully clear that she wins. Like, it's just whatever. So he said that. And then Rachel was disappointed because she was hoping that, you know, since she's different, they have a special connection that he was going to ask for um, her dad's blessing. And that was not the case. Um, I suppose we'll see a phone call probably in the near future. But um, that was definitely something notable about this date um, is that she kind of expected him to ask. Um, you know, A, I think it's just because, like, that's kind of what she grew up with and it probably envisioned herself for her engagement, like, her whole life, you know, asking, you know, her fiancé to ask for her dad's blessing. But, you know, secondly, because she thinks that she, him and, you know, her and Matt have something so special that he would have already just gone ahead and asked for the blessing because he knew. Um, so that was definitely interesting and a notable part, I feel like, about their hometown date. Yeah, well, she also, in her pre-interview, her, her pre uh, in, interview, what am I trying to say? Uh, she was like, I don't really care how this goes. I, I, there's just one thing I want, and it's for him to ask for my, da my dad's blessing. And then he didn't, and then that was what they talked about at the end. It felt very fake to me. Bruh. Okay. What is bro? I just, I don't know. I don't really feel like it's fake, but whatever. You can't, um, all right, all right. Backtrack. You can't watch a show and not think it's fake. Well, a lot, of, a lot of it is fake, but I feel like some of the things that you're claiming are fake, I'm kind of like, 
like, or you're calling the season super fake. Like every, yeah, you're right. Every season is fake. I don't think that this is any more fake than other seasons. You said like, oh, this was the fakest season I've ever seen. But like, just feel, it just feels like it. Okay. Like well, Hannah B I season, I think Luke P was literally a psycho. Like they didn't have to concoct no, I any agree, of that. But drama. I also think Victoria was a psycho. Yeah. No, I, I understand that for sure. But then when Victoria left, and there was still, I, I don't know. Okay. Well, agree to disagree. But next up, we have Brie. Cute date. They went off-roading. Kind of resembled their first date together. She mentioned, you know, Spencer was talking about how, like, how does this have any connection to your real life, your hometown, blah, blah, blah. She had mentioned that it was something that she did when she was younger and she was in her teen years. That was super cute, but she was a boss driving that Jeep um, through the mud. and They were having a really fun time together. And then um, kind of the only notable thing about this entire date um, were that, like, that they had that best connection. Friends? Is that her best friend's name is Brie also? Yeah, some highlights. Her best friend's name is Brie. Um, you know, they talked a lot about how their connection kind of really started when they talked and, like, you know, bonded over the fact that they both kind of were raised by single moms. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's a huge part of their relationship. And it was that was really interesting then watching like the, you know, the section where Matt met Bree's mom and she was very protective and it was cute. And, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was really nice. Um, but yeah. a lot of people were saying that Bree's mom looks like Claire. Mm, I don't, I don't see it at all. I don't know. A lot of people were saying that it looks like Claire and I found that because really she, funny. Because she's old? No, because, like, they have, like, a similar, like, face. Also, we never talked about it, but Claire and Dale were seen together. Oh, my God. I don't even... Crazy. No. <laughs> crazy. Fucking crazy. Um, um, there's or, there's like, one thing Dale I want to... probably, like, coerced into it again. Like, it was just, like, oh, my God. It was crazy. <laughs> but basically, um, back to Brie, one of the things that really stood out to me about this date was that they, or, you know... Brie talked about like being afraid to tell Matt that she was falling in love with him, et cetera, et cetera. And the mom was so wise and was just like, well, the worst thing that's going to happen is that we're mending a broken heart together. You know, we can do this. It's going to yes. be okay. And I was Very like, supportive. And I was like, also, whoa, I felt that in my heart. It was also, so showed, also showed us again how ruthless Rachel's parents were. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, they didn't um, go through the same thing, but like. I don't I know. It was just really mom's skepticism, but I liked, I appreciated her mom's skepticism, but I like also appreciated the fact that she was like, well, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out and we're in together. You know what I mean? Well, that's, like, I very... mean, I mean, look at it from like, I don't want to say like a normal person perspective, but look at it from a non-reality TV show perspective. If your son or daughter came home after four, five, how many weeks? Is it three weeks, four weeks or something like that? I don't know. Maybe a little bit no, longer. It's like, it's like seven weeks. Okay, all right. Even that, who cares? Seven weeks. And, and your daughter or son was like 26 years old and was like, yeah, I'm, I'm about to get engaged to a guy that Even younger. Bree's younger than that. Yeah. And she just quit her job. Yeah. Like, definitely crazy. Like that, that, that was definitely, um, a, uh, a odd judgment call on her part. Um, good, you know, power to her for making a bold decision. Yeah. 
Um, and e very easy to okay. very hindsight is 2020, especially when we're watching everything else happen. So maybe she thought she was, you know, sitting pretty, but um, definitely interesting. Um, Matt. Okay. So Brie has a baby sister and Matt looked like he wanted. Brie's mom is only 37 and people were shocked by that. Yeah. They're like, how is her mom so young? She literally said on their first date, the beginning of the season that her mom was 13 when she had her 13 yeah, yeah. of course she's gonna be young like what oh um God. anyway yes so there's a baby matt looked like he wanted absolutely nothing to do with that baby didn't want to hold it didn't want to look at it didn't want to even breathe the same air that it was breathing and it feels weird because he always talks about wanting to be a dad, wanting to have kids, whatever. And, you know, it's not like, I don't mean to be like, oh, he, he looked at the baby weird, so he doesn't want kids. But it was just, it was definitely like a weird, like, especially because he was meeting, you know, Brie, 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 Brie and Brie's mom. And it was just like, you know, yeah. maybe like, just uh, give it a little wave, give it a little smile or something. He kind of just sat there like stone cold and like kind of oh, freaked yeah, out. For sure. And you know what, now that you mentioned that about like him talking about his future and wanting kids and all this stuff, like I just to kind of go back to Michelle's date when he was like, mm -hmm. yeah, like I'll move to Minnesota if that means yeah. like, like he seems very invested, which I really liked when he was like, if that means moving to Minnesota, then I move to Minnesota. Like I want to like be there for her and like support her and all this stuff. And I was like, that's what we want. We want you to do together. Yeah, but I know. Anyway, <laughs> that just reminded, that just reminded me of, of that. Um, but, um, you know, yes, Matt did look terrified of the baby. Um, but, you know, all in all, I kind of got the vibe that the producers are trying to, like, wean us off of Brie. Like, yes. I feel like they were trying to kind of get us off the Brie train. Like, I feel like we like, said that a few episodes ago, too. Yeah, but she had, like, some nice moments here no, and there. Yeah, but, like, no, yeah, no, I agree. I feel agree. like this episode, it was very clear where they were, like, the music they were playing, the concerns that were raised, like no concerns yeah. were brought up with Michelle or or Rachel. And then like all of a sudden, like Brie is like, I don't know, like we just have to build our connection, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay. So, and then like the whole thing with the conversation with the mom and how she was scared about leaving and all this stuff, like it keep was- that, Keep that in mind too. Keep, keep Brie yeah. being- We'll we'll get to it in a little bit because there was something yeah, we'll we get both to it. noticed. But it was definitely like they were trying. Yeah. To excuse me to get, to us, get off us off. Of, yeah. Of for sure. Um, which was sad, but it know. was also, I mean, in the same vein of like the Michelle date, it made me kind of reappreciate Brie because we hadn't really yeah. seen, hadn't really seen her. Anything. To be honest, we saw her first. She had the first one on one. And then she kind of just disappeared into the same void that Michelle disappeared into for a little bit. Um, I like that happens though with front runners. Yeah, which is fine. Because and, the villains take like the most like. Yeah, which time. I mean, production-wise, doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it, it does for for mm -hmm. if you're trying to make money. Um, so why don't right. we get to the last date? Uh, arguably the juiciest the juiciest portion of the entire show. Sure. Serena P. Um, very, very, very surprising that she's here, I would say. Um, but 
you know, we hear Matt's thoughts and it turns out it's not so surprising that he ever since the first night has kind of had like an infatuation for her. He, she's kind of been someone that I think a like, lot of it has to do with the fact that they just have fun together. Yeah. Like yeah, they sure. seem like they would be really good friends. Like they just have a lot of fun right. together. I just don't think there is a lot of substance to their relation relationship other than the fact that they are just like funny with each other and she makes him laugh, et cetera. It's kind of like it was kind of like the opposite. Was not really there. It's kind of like the opposite of of he and Piper. Like if he and Piper exactly. and he and Serena was in one person, like they would win. Because even Serena right. said, like, right. there's no there's no problem with what she said, but she was like, I'm someone that has trouble like being outwardly affectionate, like in public and stuff. And it kind of seems, and you know, right. there's the clip of of her like pulling away. Um, and you know he handled she it well. By the yoga date. Yeah, you know. he handled he handled it well. A la not Claire getting pissed off. <laughs> um, but right. we're, but the date was I I really really liked it. So it was a Canadian date. I kind of forgot that Serena was Canadian for you know the last however many weeks the show has been on. Um, How could you forget? She literally mentions it all the time. I I I I don't know. Maybe I'm just not listening. Uh, I yeah. liked it. I thought it was cute. Uh, the little like trivia part. Um, uh, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on it? I loved it. I thought it was super cute. Um, I do think that it was definitely like more low profile than a lot of the other dates. Yeah. Um, but just, yeah, I really enjoyed it. The poutine looked fucking disgusting. I was like, oh, poutine great. is something that I definitely would want to try. Like fries and gravy and cheese, like yum, delicious. But the gravy that was on top of those fries just did not look appetizing in any sense of the word and it was just disgusting so I think you know it was definitely more low-key but I actually really enjoyed it I, I think a lot of the reason why I enjoy their dates is because she's so funny and she's so great yeah. and like they just seem to have a very funny connection like that that bit where they were going over words and Matt was laughing so hard yeah. he seemed so yeah. into it like that was so cute. And I think, I think a lot of the reason why I liked the date and I liked a lot of their dates is just because of their natural chemistry, um, kind of unfortunately on a surface level, they don't really have yes. a lot of depth to their relationship, yes. but I totally enjoyed their date. I thought it was super cute. Um, where would you rank they ended that? it with a little hockey date. Yeah, it was so cute. Um, where would you rank that hockey. in the four? Oh, when you said rank, I thought you said rink, like a hockey rink. <laughs> no, but, not quite. Um, okay, I'm gonna rank the dates, all of them. Yeah, no, no, no I like one, two, three, four. Right. right. Gotcha. Okay. All right. One has oh. to be Michelle. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I agree with you. I think the rest okay. were just Michelle gonna first. flat out agree on. Then, Brie. Oh no, then then Serena. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then. Brie, Rachel. Brie, Rachel. Yeah, I just, yeah, okay. I, I mean, Rachel's was I'm just happy like, we're it, in was fine. it was no, Rachel fine. Sucked. Like, they drove in no, Rachel sucked. Our big whoop. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel's flat out sucked. Special. The entire thing sucked. Okay. And I can say um, that. All right. Well, anyway, moving on. Um, but overall, I thought the date was super cute. And then we went to the dinner portion with the family. Um, like, the, the sister was definitely up front. She was definitely Yeesh. blunt with uh, Serena, and she was like, "I just don't see it. I don't see." Well, a she was like, "She I was like, you think, guys." I think that kind of got Serena in her head. Yeah, she was like, "You guys, uh, 
yeah, he seems cool. So uh, do you love him? Just kind of right. like, well, I mean, not for nothing, but it's kind of like, do you love him? You could get engaged to him in like two weeks, you know? What yeah, I mean? yeah. And I just feel like the whole date was just kind of from the second they walked in, like the entire thing just went downhill. Um, it, I, I think she kind of got talked out of it, but in the same way, I think she was already kind of having her troubles and having her doubts. But I think this was just like, the the affirmation that she needed that it just wasn't yeah. wasn't good anymore um and something else that was really interesting we kind of talked about it with michelle like very briefly but serena's mom was like your last relationship really messed you up and she agreed and she yeah, said again, yeah like, and like we didn't we didn't really know that and that's like a huge that's a huge thing especially when you go on a show and and the guy that you're dating is dating 29 other women um uh and it i don't know it 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 was just really interesting and and eye-opening because you know you we don't really know what goes on um right exactly so also i I do agree i think that was definitely like an awakening for her and and kind of like getting her family in on the conversation but again similarly to a lot of the other parents they seemed very supportive like they were just like you know what like yeah they were just like, you know what, like, it's your decision, you're going to make the right call, but like, we're here for you, either way. You know, I I really appreciated that perspective. And I do think that this was, you know, them, you know, giving, giving her that, that kind of realization that maybe she's not like, literally, like, we were were sitting there watching and being like, she's just not that into him. Like, it's just so funny, because it's like, was not you get so far and whatever, but I don't think that she was one of those girls that stays on the show just to stay on the show because no, she no, wanted no. to be a TV I, personality. I, I don't think any of them I just think are. that she was so great. Yeah, I don't. I just think that she was so great, and and I think that she genuinely did want things to work out. But at the end of the day, an engagement is around the corner, and if she's not feeling it a hundred percent, she's not feeling it. So yeah, I think that that was definitely made clear during this I, part of the date. I was just gonna say, rarely do we ever see someone get this far that like only really came on to be on the show and then i remember that jed literally won yeah so um that claim is debunked also Um, side note apparently hannah brown's brother is dating jed's ex just for a little sprinkle of information there um Um, can i point something out can i point something out yeah unless it was the exact i mean unless they like the architect literally did everything identically. Every house, every every family stayed in the same house because no. they they had no. the same bench. Oh no, you're knowing me. Michelle and Bree had the same. Yeah, house. yeah, 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 yeah. And Rachel and, Rachel and Serena and, because and, they sat by the fire. And Serena had the same house. They sat by it the was fire. The same. They they were two houses. That was it. Just there were just, two houses. It was so bad. It was so bad. It and all so this bad. time, Victoria um, P is still. Oh no, Victoria F is still sitting. Victoria's F, Jesus. Victoria F's family is still waiting for her and Peter to come in. Literally, literally. <laughs> um, Would have been that funnier was really if funny. I got it the first time. No, it was it was so good, honey. Thanks. Um, but you know, just moving on a little bit. So she has this real- realization. Matt and Chris have a sit down. Do you really want to talk to her about this? She is this worth fighting for? Of course it is. 
So what does Matt do? He gets in the car, has a conversation with Serena before the rose ceremony, mm -hmm. which is really interesting because we will get to the rose ceremony in a little bit. Yes. But him fighting so hard for Serena to be there kind of yeah. makes you wonder yeah, yeah, yeah. who Bur is supposed to go. It's got to be Bree. Got to be Bree. It's got to be Bree. And yeah. so... And so basically in the conversation, it was just not that into you. You're not my person. And yeah. Serena P, iconic as she is, broke up with The Bachelor. This, broke this, up with The Bachelor. This 28-year-old man has simply never been broken up with. He what, did, what was he dumped. <laughs> and not for nothing, but she walked him yeah, out. She said, can I walk you out? No, he said, can you walk me out? Oh, oh. Which was so... Oh, it's so funny. Oh, my God. It's actually he really was, like, funny. Sobbing. The he man really simply sobbing. has never been broken up with. He was literally sobbing. He was so sad about it, which, again, begs the question, right. who was supposed to go? I mean, I think at this point, so, I think at this point, like, we're getting the clip. Like, we're getting the clip where Chris is like, you okay? And he's like, hmm, nah, I'm not. And he's like, can you still do this? Nah, and he's like, he's like, now. he's like, he's like, Honestly, Chris, like I don't know. Yeah, literally. So literally that's exact that's replication of that's also I think the third the third uh mm, how do I put this the next the next breakup he has is that clip I think because obviously then the final two would be um, him in his engagement suit, but to that point, what if he only has one at the engagement? Yeah, you I hope, never I mean, know. I hope not, but... Well, there's that clip also. Well, okay, let's just recap quickly, and then we'll talk about it next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, my bad. So Serena P goes home, very sad, but... The girls you know, don't know. The girls didn't say goodbye. The girls or, do and not they know. And then there's the rose ceremony at the end. Threw roses on the table. Three women standing there. No surprise here. Noted that Matt went in a specific order. He went yes, Michelle, yes. Rachel, Brie, I this believe. This is what I was going to say. And Brie talked about a little bit in her confessional, like, I wonder why I was last. Oh, it was so you know weird. I mean? Oh, it was so it was, weird. It was so sus. Because, it was so sus. Because I don't even know. I don't know if you just mentioned this. It may have just gone one ear out the other. But they were in a row of Michelle, Brie, Rachel. And he went Michelle, Rachel, and then Brie was in the middle. Did you say that? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm just reiterating, obviously. Why didn't he just go down the line? Yeah, I don't know. That's why. And very, I think just if like that with was that me, in combination with Serena P, like I think that he was like, like as I in, think Brie is on her way out. Although yeah. that little clip of them in their fantasy suite looks Ooh, so fun. I know, I know. I know. I don't so know. did so Ivan and Tatius. In yeah. the trailer. So did Peter and Hannah's. But yeah. Sure, um. But yeah, I think I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens. I do think they're weaning us off of Brie. But next week we have the infamous fantasy suites. Wait, who's dun, dun, who the runner-up in Tasha's season? Ben. She let, let him go though. Did Did Zach show up? And it was just Her him. Final three were Ben, Ivan, and Zach. And then she, um, Ben like came out of nowhere. And then she sent Ivan home. So it was, it was like, she just literally had like two roses on the table. And it was, it was Ben and, and Zach. And then did Ben come and she said, I can't, I don't remember. Ben had a hometown and then she sent him home. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. Okay, all right, sorry. I, I, think, had a, I don't remember. I don't know, I don't, I don't, I, it's been, it's been a long time. 
Yeah. Okay. So basically, fantasy suites are next week. There's yes. a lot of teasers about like Rachel being uncomfortable with it. It could just be a, another Maddie piece situation where she's like, I don't want him sleeping with other women, like which is controversial, you know, whatever. Which so is we'll like, have ah, to see what happens. Don't come on the show. But it definitely is going to be interesting, and I think um, I'm very excited. Fantasy suites are like one of the best yeah, suites in my it's opinion be wild. because like it's going to be wild. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was a it was a great episode. Um, I'm excited for next week. We're nearing the end. Also, Women Tell All is next week, I think. Yeah, right. And that's hey, gonna be fucking crazy. Hey, guess what? Um, seeing that today is a Thursday, we have adjusted maybe slightly our posting schedule to you know the episodes will come out friday um in the worst case scenario they would come out saturday but hey guess what next week we may no actually we will not have a over zoom episode you will hear our beautiful voices in person once again um and we can discuss the absolute batshit craziness that is the woman tell all (laughs) i just got finger gunned through the screen nice nice very good well we're running a little Um, bit long but for good for good purposes uh unless you have anything else to say about the episode about next week why don't we talk why don't we do our rose ceremony um kenley you have the floor okay so i've mentioned a little bit this whole episode but my rose for this week is going to go to serena p i just think that the fact that she herself broke up with the bachelor she had no ill will she's just a fun loving girl and was not that into him and i just thought that was super boss of her and um i just really loved her this entire season i've always been a serena p fan and i you know i'm really sad to see her go but i just think that like i give her my rose just to commend her for how great she is and how much fun she was to watch this past season so shout out to serena p love you and you get my rose for this week a great choice my choice for the rose ceremony is going to be matt james tiktok account you may be saying to yourself how does that make any sense and it makes sense in my mind because matt james is a fun happy you know very very comedy driven guy it seems outside of the the show and it just seems like the show has kind of suppressed his his like true self the only time we ever really see him do something funny is like at the end at the end of the episode when they show like the extra clips so if you haven't go look at matt james tiktok account he has this great series where he takes charcuterie boards and calls them charcuterie boards and it's very funny um it really shows his true personality um because i don't know about you kenley but i i genuinely just feel like he's been very bland this season not to his fault um i mean we see clips at the end of episodes and he's very funny and laughs a lot um so go check that out and then with that i think i think we're wrapped up do you have anything else yeah it was a great episode i'm really happy we talked about what we did um and even though it was a little bit of a longer one sorry about last week we are going to get on a more consistent schedule um and i'm very excited to see my co-host 
very soon. So mm-hmm. um, we love you guys. Bad Shit Crazy Podcast. Follow us on socials and we will see you next week.